Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Mika Shoemaker. Mika is a breathwork facilitator, certified RRT practitioner, and emotional alchemy coach. She helps her clients discover hidden emotional, mental, and spiritual blockages so that they can release and unlock powers that they didn't realize they had, abilities that can transform their lives. So I am super excited to welcome Mika Shoemaker to the show. Welcome, Mika. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. So nice to see you. Oh my goodness. I'm very excited to have you. Obviously, we had your lovely husband, Craig, on not so long ago. Um, That was a hilarious episode. He gave so much really useful information. And I was dying from listening to him talking about you and everything that you guys have been through to invite you as a guest on, because I know you have such an interesting skill set and you work with a lot of your own clients doing emotional alchemy. So please explain to me and my listeners, what is that? Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking, because a lot of times when I say I'm an emotional alchemy coach, people don't really understand it. And I haven't found another way to describe it because emotional alchemy is a magical process. It basically is the process of taking the power of your emotions and using it for growth and healing. And, you know, when we talk about the power of our emotions, we don't really understand because we're so used to putting our emotions away somewhere else. You know, we think, oh, if you get emotional, like if you cry at work, oh my gosh, big no-no, right? Like we do not want to be emotional creatures. And so we tend to dissociate from the part of ourselves. And then we try to live life in spite of our emotions. But actually what happens when we allow the emotions to live with us and we make friends with it, then our emotions are so intelligent. It allows us to find different areas of our lives that we need to take a look at and work on in order to create a different life. So interesting. Yeah, so for me, you know, you've probably heard like we have our conscious mind and then our subconscious mind. And our subconscious is a really powerful thing. You know, a lot of times we think that our conscious mind is running the show, but in fact, 90% of the time, it's our subconscious that's actually running the show. So if we want to change our life, we need to also take a look at how to use the power of our subconscious. We need to have our subconscious aligned with our conscious mind so that if our conscious mind is going, Oh, you know, for example, I want to lose weight, right? But our subconscious is going, yeah, but I really want that cookie. Guess who's going to win, right? The unconscious mind, obviously, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like sometimes people say, I didn't even realize I was eating, right? So that's just a really good example of how powerful the subconscious is. So when we align our subconscious and our conscious 
intentions. If the conscious brain could say, yeah, you know what? I know that cookie tastes good, but you know how it doesn't make me feel good afterwards. It makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel sluggish. So let's, you know, do something healthier. And if the subconscious could come along with that, then great. All of a sudden your life has changed. You know, that's what emotional alchemy does is because the subconscious doesn't speak to us in words per se. It speaks to us in emotions. Emotions are the language of the subconscious and they don't really make a lot of sense. To the conscious mind, the conscious mind is so puzzled when it tries to understand the subconscious. And so with emotional alchemy, that's the process of learning how, learning the language of the subconscious, allowing that to process so that you can have uh, a partnership between your conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Oh, I love this. I love it because, you know, so much of us that of our behaviors and coping mechanisms, we don't even realize we're doing it. I mean, I talk a lot about, you know, coping strategies for my clients going through breakups. Quite often will, you know, some of my clients will get very upset or very withdrawn. Others will become very angry. Some people, mm -hmm. if they're having an argument, will stay in the room and shout it out and some will just leave the room. But a lot of the times we've learned these coping mechanisms just from our parents, maybe, or just from doing the opposite to our parents in some cases, you know, but not consciously. We've not sat down and gone, right, what's the best way for me to cope if someone's shouting at me? So, yeah, I mean, how do you then move that and shine that light, I guess, on, on the subconscious behavior? How, how do you start that process? Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the things that we really take need to remember, and this is a really good question for anybody to maybe even write it out on a little piece of paper and put it in your pocket, is uh, the question, what am I trying not to feel right now? Or what do I not want to feel right now? So let's say you're in a situation where somebody's yelling and all of a sudden your body just tightens up. That's your subconscious going, oh, you know, here it comes. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel small. I don't want to feel criticized. I don't want to feel unloved. I don't want to uh, feel like I'm crazy, whatever it is, right? So if you're able to ask that question, that changes the energy a little bit because it's almost like the subconscious is like, um, the Wizard of Oz, you know, the, the scene where the wizard is in front and it's projected, but right behind the curtain is just a little man. So it's a similar thing where the feelings that you're trying not to feel is that little man behind the curtain. When the behavior that comes out of it, like yelling back, storming out of the room, criticizing other people, complaining, uh, freezing up, all of these behaviors are simply the projection that the Wizard of Oz created for the world. And you know, everybody has, based on their history, a different coping mechanism for the same type of emotions that we're trying not to feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's fascinating. I think, you know, interestingly, I think we all think that our way is the only way, and then are shocked and surprised when maybe a partner reacts in a different way. Have you seen mm -hmm. that with your clients? That, oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. And I see it with myself as well. <laughs> My husband and I have polar opposite ways of dealing with the same emotion. And it's quite comical when you have the bird's eyes view of it, but not funny at all when you're in it, you know, in it. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I think having that awareness means that it stops being a subconscious behavior and it becomes conscious and then you can take control of it right so when people realize what they're doing what are their options if they don't like what they see yeah exactly so uh i'm really glad you asked that question because we do have options that's the first thing to remember is that we have options we have a choice and how we interact with the situation or with the people. So first is awareness, right? We have a choice. And then second, you need several tools in your toolkit. Uh, depending on the situation, one tool is gonna be um, more appropriate than another. So if you're at home and you know your partner is yelling at you, you're about to get into an argument or something like that, and then you realize you have a choice, then what I would do is beforehand come up with three different choices so that it's like right there in the back of your mind. Okay, choice number one, I could walk away. And usually what would really work with partners is to let them know ahead of time before you're in that blow up situation to say, you know, if we get into an argument, I, my intention is to not be in an argument. My intention is to be as kind as possible. And if I can't be kind in that moment, I'm just going to walk away. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with the fact with whether I love you or not, whether I care about you or not. You know, so those are ways that you can communicate to your partner beforehand, not in the moment, because in the moment it just does not work, but beforehand. And it might take a few times of reminding that person because, you know, once you're in a dynamic, it's, you know, the track has been laid. It's so easy to just get right back into that groove. So you might have to just keep digging a, a, a ditch on the other end and, you know, divert the water to a new area by reminding that person, hey, remember when I'm walking away, it doesn't mean that I'm leaving you forever. You know, I know it feels like you don't care about, I don't care about you if I walk away, but that's not what's happening. I truly care about you. And that's why I want to be at my highest behavior, my best behavior when I'm speaking to you, especially when things get tough. That's why I'm going to leave the room. So like for that, you know, that was a long explanation of one option. There are other options. You can break the energy by doing something goofy. You know, something that surprises the other person, something that makes you laugh. Sometimes what you need to do is to just sit there and think of something else. Go to your happy place. You know, like if you can't leave, like, for example, if you're at work and, you know, your boss is yelling at you, clearly leaving the room is not going to be in your best interest. And clearly jumping up and down and barking is also not going to be in your good and <laughs> best interest. So then what do you do? You know, maybe you go to your happy place in your brain. Uh, maybe you have a, like a little mantra to yourself uh, that says, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Yes, I made a mistake here on this spreadsheet and I am enough. You know, yes, I forgot to notify somebody and I am enough. So those are different choices that you can have. And I want you to take anybody who's listening here to take maybe three choices and keep them in your back pocket so that when you get triggered, just go, oh, I have a choice. Which one of these choices are most appropriate right now? Yeah, I think that's really good advice because leaving it to decide in the moment, you're going to go back to do what you've always done, right? So by taking that time out, as you said, and just preparing and running through the options and 
communicating with your partner that you know this is what this means I think is is really really helpful a lot of my listeners are going to be single right now they'll be going through a lot of pain maybe they've been betrayed maybe they're heartbroken um what would you advise for them how can emotional alchemy help them in that situation Mm, yeah Perfect. (laughs) If you're single, that's great because what happens when you're single is you get to deal with your own energy. And, you know, it's one thing when you have been in a relationship and you feel like you're in a storm and you've been yanked around from here to there emotionally, everything is kind of happening to you. And now that maybe the storm has passed, or maybe if you are, you know, separated or divorced from a, you know, father of your child or another partner of your child, then yes, there's still going to be that like pull and tug of that conflict, right? But you will also have your own space, which is really important when it comes to emotional alchemy, because emotional alchemy is really about taking radical self-responsibility. And what that means is we get to take a look at our life and go, oh, okay, this doesn't just happen to me. This is happening for me. I was co-creator of this situation. And that's one of the hardest things for us to realize, you know, especially when you come from a situation where there's been really bad abuse and things like that. And I do not, I do not want to say that, you know, any victim of uh, domestic violence or any sort of sexual violence, that it, it was them that brought it on. You know, it's not your fault. So if you're hearing that right now, that's not my intention here. However, with radical self-responsibility, we get to take a look at, oh, like what part of me was a co-creator in this situation? And most likely you will bump up against a lot of emotions when you ask yourself that, you know, cause we do not want to say, oh, you know, I, I brought this on. Well, in some ways, if you were in partnership with that person, you did have to choose to be in partnership, even though in the beginning, it probably was wonderful. And you probably thought this person was, you know, just worshiping you. And so, of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with quote unquote, falling for that, you know, I I feel like I've been in a relationship like that as well. So, you know, no blame assigning, but we get to see, oh, that is the part where I was blind to what was really present in this person. And no, no fault taking or blame assigning, but really it's about radical responsibility. And when you feel a reaction to that responsibility. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm, you know, horrified. I'm really angry at myself, you know, and all the emotions that come up in association to that grief, uh, shame, you know, any of that, that is when we have, you know, opened up that curtain and you see the little, you know, Wizard of Oz man standing behind the curtain, right? And uh, so that's where the emotional alchemy begins. You get to take a look at it and without any judgment, just allow yourself to feel it, like truly feel it. And it's the most painful thing. And our mind is going to try to 
you know, pull us out of it by trying to find solutions, trying to find blame. You know, these are all ways that we distract ourselves. But when we actually sit with our emotions and allow it to be, then we complete the cycle of our emotion and then it gets to leave. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Like imagine blowing a bubble, right? If you're blowing a bubble through those little sticks and on the other side, the bubble starts to form. Until the bubble actually completes in a sphere, it cannot leave the stick, right? And But once it does, it floats away and there it goes. So that's the similar thing with an emotion. If we feel a little bit and then we start to blame others, if we feel it a little bit again and then blame ourselves or try to explain things away, it's almost like trying to blow a bubble, but without the bubble actually completing a sphere, just sticking back in. And so there, that film is right there. So you know that's the process of emotional alchemy. As you blow those bubbles, allow the emotions to completely uh, create a completion cycle by feeling it fully, then it gets to go away and then you're much lighter because you no longer have that in your body. I love that analogy of, of the bubble. I had never really thought about it like that, but it makes a lot of sense. What happens if it's a very difficult emotion, like, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes going into that can trigger panic or upset. How do you create a safe space so that you can do that in a way where you get to the point where it lets go and not, you're not stuck in it in what I call you know, that hamster wheel cycle of going round and round and not being able to, to move through and let go? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So that's a really important component. You know, we are communal beings. And the reason that we crave other people is because we need other people. So, you know, especially when you're dealing with really deep stuff, I would want you to find some sort of support, whether it's a best friend or a family member that's always been there for you, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a a group, like a coaching program, you know, try to find people that can be of support. And it would be the best. You can also educate these people on, you know, hey, you know what, right now I'm feeling this and I don't want you to try to fix it or talk me out of it. I just need somebody to just fully hold me, whether it's energetically because you can't be there physically or actually just literally just hold me or hold my hand while I cry about this and while I have a fit about this, but just know that I'm okay. 
know that I'm getting through it. Don't try to like ask me questions or anything like that. Just be there for me. Or if you have somebody like a coach or a therapist who, who has the ability to ask you the intelligent questions that get you, gets you out of that cycle, then that's like, you know, that's gold right there. Asking for help is always key and having that breakup support team around you is something I talk a lot about in the podcast. So yeah, you're spot on with that. Now, I know you do so many other things, breath work, RRT. Tell us a little bit about how they can help maybe some of my listeners who are going through heartbreak and, and challenging times right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, breath work and RRT, and then I have a lot of other modalities that I typically use in my emotional alchemy coaching. So, you know, these are different techniques that people can learn. It's, you know, I always, always, always look at techniques that anybody can just learn the concept and do it themselves because I'm a huge fan of just being able to spread the message and I want you to be empowered to take care of yourself. You know, the, the best doctor is the doctor said that says, I don't want you to see you forever. You know, yes, come to me with certain things, but I want, I never want to see you again. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of my philosophy. Of course, I want to see you again as a, you know, a friend to celebrate your growth. Um, but I, I'm all about just giving you the education so that you can take these tools and, and use it for the emotional alchemy that is basically a lifetime process. So what is RRT for my listeners who, who haven't heard of that before? Yeah, not a lot of people have heard of RRT. It stands for Rapid Relief Technique. And so it's a type of EFT or tapping if people have heard the term tapping. So basically you tap on different meridian points in your body as you say statements. And that is designed to help release um, difficult emotions. And EFT came from that, you know, the world of trauma and phobia to release trauma and phobia. And it has evolved into coming into more like a daily life situations. And RRT is, takes it one step further by really getting into the subconscious. So it's a, it's a specifically designed way of using EFT, which is something that people probably have heard of before. Yeah, absolutely. I trained in in TFT actually way back in the day, Roger Callahan. But yes, I mean, gosh, it's fascinating. And I strongly recommend that anyone listening, if you are struggling with any trauma or PTSD, it can really help. Tapping can really help release some of those of some of that trauma that resides in the body, I guess, because some of it we can work through and consciously think our way through, but some of it is is kept in the body, isn't it? So some of these these things can really help release and speed up. And it's a holistic package, I guess, of different things, which is great that you offer so many things. And then breathing, tell us how the breath work that you do can help. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you touched on the body, which is exactly what I also believe in. You know, I believe that subconscious actually lives in our body. It's not like a layer in our brain where this part is the conscious brain and that's the subconscious brain. Yes, you can probably describe it that way scientifically, but from a quantum field, from quantum physics perspective, it's absolutely true that our subconscious is in our body. So that's why I like to use my body with emotional alchemy work. 
the tapping, you're actually tapping on the body, you're tapping on the meridian points that are associated with different organs that tend to store emotions and our memories. Breath work also gets into that energetic channels inside of our body. And for me, I like to look at breath work as a way to give our conscious brain just enough of a stressor, a healthy amount of stressor, not the chronic, you know, terrible trauma stress, right? A healthy amount of little stressors, just like if you're lifting weight, uh, to put our body in a heightened awareness. And that way our body can bypass our brain, our conscious brain, and speak to our higher selves, or if you like to you know, picture God, spirit, any on all of that universe, right? So um, that is the magic of breath work. And it really, it's a really, really powerful tool to shift your energy immediately from one state to another. I have seen it time and time again, where people have actually healed their body through just sessions of breath work, sometimes even one session. Uh, last month, I had a lady who was just like, I couldn't sit in this position before breath work. Now I can, you know, so it's really amazing, powerful things. And once again, it's using your body, it's using your breath, you have this with you at all times, we just need to be educated on it so that we can start using it. Absolutely. Well, gosh, I mean, all this that you've talked about is so fascinating. And I know, that it can really help. I mean, breath work has helped me in the past and I know the tapping has. I mean, all of this is, is really powerful. So if people want to find out more about you, Mika, and the work that you do, where can they go to find out more? Yes. Um, so you can go to mikashoemaker.com. So that's M-I-K-A for Mika. And then shoemaker, like think of shoes, people who are making shoes, right? Uh, com. And on, on my website, you'll see that you can uh, put in your email to receive a cord cutting activation. Um, so this is something that's really good if you have uh, like an ex-spouse or if you have a family member that you feel like you're really entrenched and enmeshed with. And even if you don't really feel that, I would recommend you trying this because it creates magic. It really allows for you to be in your own energy so that you can start your healing process when you get to allow those other people to just, you know, fall away, have, don't not have such that tug, whether it, they're actually physically coming to you or whether it's still an emotional cord that's attached with that person. Because a lot of times when you have trauma with somebody, there is a really strong uh, attachment that happens, even if it doesn't even make sense. You think, I don't want to be attached to this person. You know, that what happens energetically is you get sucked in and, and tied into this person. So the energetic cord cutting activation, and that's my gift to everybody. And you'll get to do the cord cutting and allow some more peace and joy and you know abundance to just flow into your space I love that and I also think it's really important when you're coming out of an abusive relationship as well to really go through that exercise of releasing them you know cutting it free I think is is very very powerful especially in those circumstances and if you're heartbroken and finding it hard to to move on I think yeah well, thank you for the the free gift there I know you also have a Facebook group don't you Yes, yes, I do. My Facebook group is called the Lightworker Movement for uh, Conscious Abundance. Sacred Abundance. I just changed it recently. Sacred Abundance, excuse me. Okay, great. Yeah, and that's so where I, 
Yes, yes. That's why I do a lot of my sharing of the specific tools, how to, you know, different things that have really helped me release some of my old trauma. Um, and just yesterday, I did a very special live on a new manifestation technique. So if there's anybody who's wanting to manifest a new mate, manifest a house, you know, manifest a new job, whatever it is, you know, I want everybody to know about this as well. So you can go to Facebook, look for, uh, you can either just look for me and just message me, you know, Mika L. Shoemaker is my profile and just message me and say, hey, where's that group or where's that energetic cord cutting activation? Any of that, I, I welcome to uh, hear from anybody around that. Great, well, thank you. I have one final question for you that I ask all my guests. Um, my podcast, as you know, is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important for all of us to know what happiness is for us so we can spot it even when we're in the midst of a, a tough breakup. So what is happiness for you, Mika? Mm. Happiness is to be fully in love with myself. That's what happiness is. <laughs> oh, I love that. I really love that. Self-love. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time and for sharing such incredible information with my guests. It's been fascinating and you've really opened our eyes to some very different ways of releasing trauma and getting through those tough times. So thank you so much, Mika. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. It was a pleasure to speak to you and share all the gifts that I have learned in the years to share it with everybody else. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to MikaShoemaker.com to find out more about Mika and her work. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.